MP, it's our final event of the year. Oh, it's all a bit sad, Bretto, but after four big events for 2018, we are going out with a bang with one more wellness base camp, and the location for this one is regional Victoria, the great town of Bendigo awaits. Oh, and how's this for a lineup, MP? Bendigo will be rocking with the rock star of wellness, Damien Christoph. The art of self-love angel herself, Kim Morrison, hits the stage. As will the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe. And I'll tell you what, Steph's presentation at the summit on fasting was a showstopper. You'll be there, Bretto. I'll be there too. And Wendy Stewart from Wendy's Way will be there to share her inspirational story, which really did go off at the Wellness Summit earlier this year. It's Saturday, October 27 at the beautiful All Seasons Resort Hotel in Bendigo and tickets are selling fast. Two for one tickets for this one day of inspiration, information and empowerment are available at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's right, folks. Get your two for one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com before they run out and then the price goes up. Finish your year of wellness in style at the Wellness Base Camp in Bendigo, Saturday, October 27. Tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our 53rd episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, we are up to the fourth part of our what will now be a five-part series of our Breaking Bad Pain Cycles and Stress Habits uh, workshop that I held recently in Shell Harbour. This workshop series is, or podcast series, I should say, is really designed to help you understand more about why pain cycles keep coming back. It's a question I get really regularly in my hands-on work as a chiropractor, is that people don't understand why uh, the same thing keeps happening over and over again, even though they may have made certain changes. So in this series, we really break down why it happens in the first place. And in today's episode, we look particularly and dive into uh making sure that you understand how to decrease the chemical and emotional stresses in your life so that you can increase vitality. We also talk a little bit about how to avoid overwhelm and to be sure that you're mindful of how connected you are and whether you're connected to all the right places. So enjoy today's episode and I'll see you on the other side. So what are some things, I've sort of touched on a couple of them, that chemically we can do to decrease our pain and increase our, our vitality? So let's talk about food for a second. I'm going to make it really simple. Just make sure it's real food. That it actually resembles something that is pretty close to what it started out as. Be mindful of the never-ending expiry date. Because if you've got something that has an expiry date on it that is never-ending, probably meant it was never really food in the first place. It's what I like to call in our food workshop where we do, it's a chemical shitstorm. Okay, because if something can last forever, then it has been embalmed in something, it has that much preservative in it, it has so many numbers or other chemicals in it to enable you to, and I use this term loosely, safely eat it, that um, it doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of nutrient value by the time you get to it. Okay, so real food, toxic free products, helps. Okay, yeah. Because if we talk about that toxic-free products, and as I said, I'm not asking you to chuck out everything in your house that would probably be considered toxic, but if you start reducing it and start swapping things things out, one at a time, 
I would suggest, unless you happen to be really flush that week when you're going to the shops and you choose to throw everything out, because to revamp your whole house completely toxic-free, it's an investment. So, again, maybe do it in increments, depending on how excited. Sometimes some people are, you know, no, I'm doing it all now, clearing it all out. And then their shop is $1,000 and they're like, but I feel good. We're not eating this week, but I feel good that we are (laughs) toxic-free and my skin is glowing. (laughs) Okay. Um, In terms of medication, I want to be really clear. If any of you are on medications now, please don't walk out the door and throw them out. That is not what I'm suggesting at all. So it's just having a mindfulness. If you're taking, for example, a lot of ibuprofen, whether that's Nurofen or um, whatever other brands there are of ibuprofen, or you're taking a lot of things that are over the counter, is just maybe be mindful of why you're having to take them all the time um, and how can you perhaps approach that differently. Okay, so if any of you are on medications that are literally keeping you alive right now, please don't walk out the door and stop them. Sometimes when I'm talking about various sorts, whether it's blood pressure medication or cholesterol medication, people go, that's it, I'm not doing them anymore. Dr. M said, I'm like, no, Dr. M did not say that. Because if you are taking any of those medications and you want to reduce them, you need to work with whoever put you on them to wean them off. Okay, because that's really, really important. Um, As far as things like alcohol, I mean, the obvious answer is don't drink it. But then that also, for people that can tolerate some alcohol, um, also might mean their life does not seem quite as fun anymore. So it might be more moderation, okay? One of, the, I think, a great rule when it comes to alcohol is that within a week, you have more alcohol-free nights a week than you have alcohol nights, okay? So that means at least, some would say, some would reduce it more and they go at least one alcohol-free day a week. I think that's not quite enough. Personally, I think you can probably do more alcohol-free than you do alcohol. Within a month, some people might go, I might have an alcohol-free week. And then within a year, often people will choose February because it is the shortest month of the year to do an alcohol-free month. Okay, and it just gives you a chance for your body and your liver to have a bit of a break. Okay, same could be said with coffee. I'm going to put coffee in here even though it hurts my heart to put it there. Those of you who know me know I like a long black or a short black. Um, is that be mindful that too much, a little bit of coffee can actually be a really good thing. Too much coffee, depending on what your state your adrenal glands are in, can be a very bad thing. Okay, so it's just for what might work for Jess doesn't work for me. What might work for Emma doesn't work for me. Around the room, we're all going to be slightly different. This isn't a one size fits all kind of night. It's figuring out what works for you and then being able to implement it. Okay. When it comes to emotional stuff, when it comes to things that increases pain and decreases life, what's some emotional things that might be going on stress-wise that might be creating that increase in inflammation? Can you give me an example of, say, a family issue? Like we might put it into a bit more categories like. So emotional stress might be, say, work, home or play, for example, because then it allows you to categorise that a little bit. Um, Toxic people. Thank you for saying that, Jess. That wasn't even a play plug, folks. Um, about how um, other people don't make you feel a certain way, like to let them affect you, but you go, oh, you made me feel this way, but that's not actually the case. You let them affect you in a certain way. Yeah. So that, I know what you're saying. So what that is, is the, an easy way of putting that is you're externally driven. So what Jess is explaining is that... What episode are you up to? That's ages ago. 
Oh, is that a new one? Oh, God, love your cotton socks. Um, that was, I'm like, oh, that sounds good. When did I do that? <laughs> I wonder if it's too soon to repeat it. Uh, so I, I have two podcasts. I have Be the Queen of Stress and then Kerry D and I do The Momentum Architects. The Momentum Architects has spreadsheets. That means we can't repeat things. Be the Queen of Your Stress is a little bit more like me, which is whatever's inspired me on the day. And it might have been, oh, that's a great idea. And then somebody will go, oh, yeah, you did that on episode 19. So thank you for bringing that up because I was probably about to do that soon so um what you're talking about is when you're actually blaming everybody outside of you for how you're feeling so for example Jess could say something that was not overly nice to me she called me a name now I could say you just made me feel like that because you said xyz but the reality is I'm actually responsible for how I respond to what Jess has just said to me does that make sense so Externally referenced people are generally people that go, it's everybody else's fault, it's got nothing to do with me. You made me, you made me, they made me, the government made me, you know, the aliens made me, whatever it is, is that you, you let go of your own personal responsibility. So one of the ways when we're talking about the way to improve that side of things is to make sure you're internally referenced. People can behave in a certain way, how you react to it is totally up to you. So one of the things that, um, I think I told this story at BQS Live, one of the things recently, Nikki, and those of you who've been in, Nikki, who manages my office, who's away doing a course at the moment, which is why the brilliant Kerry D has saved my bacon by helping me out, which is not her usual day job, um, is that um, we were talking about something that she was quite stressed about. It was actually the fact that she's gone away to do a 10-week course. And when she had to tell me that the course was starting, she was freaking out. Um, and I was really calm about it. And she's like, why are you so calm? I'm like, well, there's no point not being calm. Like, we'll figure, we'll figure it out. Um, and partly why that is, is because my reaction could have been, well, that's not great timing. How come you're choosing to do that now? Like, this is going to affect me versus, well, actually, that's awesome for you because part of what you do by being here has helped me live out my dreams. So how could I possibly not support you in living out your dreams? And it will work itself out. And she's like, I can't believe you're so calm. Like, but it's not, a, what you're doing is actually about you. Now I've just got to figure out how I solve that particular issue. Does that make sense? Does that make sense in how that decreases my pain and stress? Because I actually put it back on how am I going to react? Do I always get that perfect? God, no. Like, I'm human. But more often than not now, I'm much better at it. Whereas before, in not not probably that long ago um, is I was very much my father's daughter when my dad had a fiery temper he would be quick to um, most gentle soul in the world but he would fire up quickly and that's how I used to be it's like something would happen to me I'm like well why would you do that for and then I'd be like well hang on a second why am I actually letting somebody else affect how I'm behaving okay so I'm glad you got lots out of that it's cool um Anything else from an emotional point of view that you might think increases your pain and decreases that life vitality? Negative impact of social media. Oh, good one. I'm really in a big struggle with social media at the moment. And the reason why I am, and why this is a personal struggle, is I utilise it for business purposes and to be able to connect with my community and the people that I look after. And yet the thing that I really struggle with is I wish I could just be off it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, not so much for I don't know what's going on. I can't let you know what's going on in here. And so, and for example, um, and I did a few, again, if you follow my stuff, probably about six weeks ago, I put up a post going, 
I actually am having a couple of days off because I've realized I'm overcomplicating my life for the sake of making my Insta stories more interesting. <laughs> True story. Because what I've actually done in my life is I've designed a pretty simple life. My hours are my hours here in the practice of my hands-on work. It allows me to do the other projects that we do. Um, I make sure I have time to eat well, move well, and think well. And so, really, do you want to see that I train at F45 five days a week? Oh, look, I'm at the gym again. Oh, how bloody exciting, you know? <laughs> or I'm eating out again, and do you really want to see what I'm having or what shape or how what filter I can get over my coffee? You know, and I really found that I was disengaging from the humans that I was hanging out with. Because my first thought was, oh, hang on, I've got to take my Insta story, I've got to take a photo for social media. And the excuse would be, oh, but they're, they, like, it might have been a meeting, a business meeting. And they'd like, they understand, because it's for social. Well, no, it was actually starting to mess with me a bit. So it's a really interesting dilemma. I don't think I'm the only person that has that dilemma. Okay? It is a plague. Well, it absolutely is. And then when you take it to kids, Ooh. anybody's kids playing Fortnite? Yeah, there's when we're talking about some of the gaming things, particularly that are aimed at kids, um, really massive impact in terms of emotional impact. Okay, so in terms of some positive stuff, I'm mindful of time, and we could talk about this all night. Um, is making sure that you're internally referenced is going to in- decrease that pain and increase life vitality. Um, what else do you think might? We kind of did part of it. <laughs> With the social, like I work in marketing, so I can't not be on Facebook and stuff. So um, I have to literally switch off when I go home. Like otherwise, I'll be on all night because I go, oh yeah, inquiry come through. Yeah, I have to send that on. I have to send that on. Especially now I'm on holidays. Yeah, I'm like I can't wait to leave the country so I can just turn off my social media. <laughs> so um, planning your social media, I think, is is something that's interesting. Um, just throw it out there, and I realise probably some of you are already doing this. But just for a moment, sit in the thought that you weren't on social media for a whole day a week. Oh, look, some people, I just saw people going, but what would I do? Some of you are like, that sounds so good. And then other people, your eyes are bugging out. P.S. There's no service at Jamboree on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So just think about that for a sec is just some of you in the room are going, I could do that easily. Some of you, and I'm one of them, would go, oh, what would I do? So one of the things that I do do if I'm having a digital detox day, actually, just before we do that, um, pretend your phone's in front of you. Can you point to me where your social media icons are on your phone? Okay, my email is there. I have a social media box about there. It has all my social media in it. It's there. It's three down. So, And that's because it's so muscle-memoried. And some of you are laughing, going, I don't do that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> if you've ever been on it more than once, you know exactly where it is. So what I do on my phone, I literally, that's why I have my social media in a box, because I can pick it up and I drag it. Because what happens is sometimes we are so muscle memoried that we have already got our emails open before we even meant to. I'm already on to the third social media, checking if I've got notifications. Generally goes Facebook, Instagram, business pages for me. Goes in a little triangle. Very rarely get on LinkedIn. Although that has to change. We were talking about that earlier, but that's for our momentum architect stuff. So that's where, just be mindful of that. So if you are that addicted to it, 
I openly admit I'm one of those people. I literally need to pick it up off that front screen and throw it like four screens over. So then I very consciously have to go and find it to look at it. The other thing I would really suggest when it comes to our, our phones, turn off all your notifications, like get rid of them. One of the most overwhelming things that I see, my partner does it all the time, and I look at her phone and I go, far out, Brussels sprout, I'm overwhelmed, it's not even my freaking phone. Because every single note, like literally she can do this, and it is four pages of notifications, emails, messenger, text message, blah, blah, blah. The only things that come up to my home screen are text messages, and I do have my business page notification come up in case there's something I need to action. Other than that, nothing comes to my home screen. I can see that the little numbers are there, but that's it. Because otherwise, I get overwhelmed. So these are some of the simple steps that you can start taking that decreases that overwhelm. Okay. Hopefully this stuff's helpful. Is that helpful? Good. Thank you for saying so, because otherwise that would have been awkward. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So as I said, I hope, I truly do, I hope that's helpful because it allows you to start setting yourself up with some healthy questions throughout the day. <coughs> Does what I am about to do decrease my pain and increase my life vitality or does it do the reverse? So that you're making a conscious choice throughout the day about what it is that you're doing because otherwise it's really easy to get through your day very unconsciously and get to the end of it and go, I don't even know what just happened. And why am I so stressed? Well, because your body drove your whole day. There was no conscious thought about it. So if you're asking yourself that question throughout the day, is it increasing my life vitality and decreasing my pain? It perhaps makes different choices when you're standing in front of the fridge and it's probably somebody else's shelf, but it looks yummy. And so you, you grab it out even though you're not eating that anymore. Okay, It's about starting to create some emotional... Um, Stop gaps for yourself, if you like. That means that you don't touch certain things. So in my house is that um, my 13-year-old stepdaughter has her basket of stuff in our pantry and I have my basket of stuff. In my basket of stuff, there's 70% lint chocolate. In Piper's stuff, there's various stuff that's in there. She might have the occasional chocolate that I choose not to eat anymore. Please listen to my language. I choose not to eat it anymore. I'm not forced not to eat it. I choose not to eat it. Part of the reason why I choose not to eat it, it's not in my basket. Now, that might sound super simple, but it makes a difference because if it's in Piper's basket, I need to ask Piper if I can have some. (laughs) And if it's in Piper's basket, I'm probably not going to ask her if I can have some because then I have to admit that I'm eating it. (laughs) After I've probably just made a big song and dance that that's a sometimes food and that's not an everyday food. So as I'm like... She'll never know. No, she will. Because I swear to God, that kid can count smarties. No, I'm just kidding. But these are the things to start thinking about. What hacks can you put into your day that makes you stop and think, is it something that's good for me or if it's bad for me? Now, sometimes you're still going to choose to do it, even though you know it's not the best thing for you. If that's the case, please enjoy it. Do not feel guilty about it. There's nothing worse than hanging out with somebody that is eating a piece of cake, bitching and moaning about eating the piece of cake. Oh, I shouldn't be eating it. Well, don't eat it. Oh, but it's it's going to end up here. Well, then don't eat it. But I really shouldn't. And it's like, oh, good. Just let me take it away from you. It seems to be creating pain for you. <laughs> like, if you're going to eat that sort of stuff, please enjoy it. Savor it. Have By being mindful about it, you're probably just going to have a small piece versus demolishing the whole cake. Because as you're actually 
complaining about this whole process. You're actually not even mindful you're doing it and you've not tasted anything that's actually gone through your mouth and then all of a sudden that cake's gone. And then somebody else is like, where'd that cake go? And you're like, I'm not sure. Must have been Piper. Um, (laughs) That's how that sometimes rolls. (laughs) Well, that's it for today's episode, BQS listeners. I hope you enjoyed the fourth instalment of what is now a bonus five-part series because I can't count. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. Bye for now, and I'll catch you next week. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week, and I'll catch you next time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.